if I asked you to list just a few of the most incredible gifts ever, well, for one thing, your list wouldn't contain anything that we exchanged last night, I don't think, right? I mean, if you were listing the most incredible gifts ever, and you were trying to think of just a few, if I gave you just an opportunity to write down just a few of the most incredible gifts ever, would your list include forgiveness? You know, many many of us, and for many of us, uh, gift-giving is a large part of Christmas, isn't it? And it's because, I mean, we as followers of Christ, we give gifts. I hope you understand this. We give gifts because God has been so generous with us, hasn't he? He has given us some incredible gifts. And we exchange gifts as a reminder of what the Lord Jesus Christ has accomplished for us and the fact that God sent his one and only son to save us from our sins. And so we exchange gifts and we enjoy that and we often look forward to that. And I would suggest today that forgiveness is one of those incredible gifts that ought to be on your short list of incredible gifts. One of the most incredible Christmas gifts ever is the gift of God's forgiveness. It's the second in our list of four incredible gifts for Christmas. That's what I'm calling this brief four-week series we're exploring together this Christmas season. Last week we looked at the incredible gift of God's And none of you are here. Don't you hate those pop quizzes? The incredible gift of God's love. That's okay. I had to remind myself this week too. We we stop and we ponder for just a few weeks as we near Christmas to, to remind ourselves that God has blessed us with some amazing and incredible gifts. And God's love ought to overwhelm us, ought to humble us. God's forgiveness ought to do the same. It ought to overwhelm us. It ought to humble us. We looked at that incredible gift of God's love last week. Today I want you to consider with me this wonderful gift from God, and that is forgiveness. And for a look at this incredible gift, I want you to look with me at Colossians 2. Are you there? Colossians chapter 2, look at verses 13 and 14. Colossians 2, verse 13. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands, this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. Now I want you to do some imaginary work with me this morning for a moment. Can you imagine with me for just a few moments being forgiven a huge debt? Maybe it would help if I gave you some idea of the size of your debt. Imagine a debt so enormous you couldn't possibly pay it in this lifetime. You couldn't live long enough if you lived ten year, ten lifetimes to pay this debt. It is an enormous debt. And yet, month by month, you chip away. (laughs) 
You know there's no hope of ever being free from that enormous debt, but you want to pay your bills. You want to work at your debt, right? This month is no different. You walk to your mailbox, you're watching that spot of snow in the driveway or that slippery spot, and you walk to your mailbox to pick up your, your mail, and oh yes, it's that, that week in the month when that bill, that debt shows up in your mailbox every month. And as you return to your home and you return to the table with that bill in your hands, you decide to put it aside. Let me just put it aside for a couple of days. Maybe in a couple of days, I don't know, maybe in a couple of days I'll feel better about it. You let it sit for a few days before you open it. Maybe you'll feel better about it, but probably not. You're hopeful, but you're also realistic. You know what the debt is. You know how enormous it is. You know you could never pay it off if you had ten lifetimes to live. A few days passed, and it must be done. You, you've got to open that bill. You've got to write the due date on your calendar again. Today you open the bill and fall out of your chair. Because across the face of the bill is stamped in huge, bold, red letters, paid in full. So how do you feel about your debt now? Were you imagining with me? Were you feeling the burden? Were you about ready to crawl out? Right? How do you feel about your debt now? Paid in full. There's been an enormous debt removed, has there not? You could have never repaid it. Let's just say you're relieved. Does relieved do it? It doesn't, does it? You're not relieved. You're overwhelmed. You're ecstatic, aren't you? You fall to your knees, and if you're like me, you cry. You never could have paid off this debt, and just think, it is gone. It is done. It is paid for. It is paid in full. And that is the message. You need to hear this this morning. That is the message of Colossians 2, verses 13 and 14. Did you know that without the incredible gift of God's forgiveness... We all have a debt like that, only worse. Worse because it's a sin debt. Worse because it's so enormous, there's no way you could ever pay it off. Not in eternity. That's what verse 13 points to here when it says, looking at it again, look at verse 13, and you who were dead in your trespasses. I've said it before. What can a dead man do? Nothing. And you, God's word says, were dead in your trespasses, meaning you can't pay for your trespasses. You can't atone for your sins. Your sin debt renders you as good as or as bad as dead. But then in verse 13, God's word goes on to say that those who believe in Christ, look at verse 13 again, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. And how does Christ forgive all our trespasses? How does he forgive all of our debt? Verse 14 again. By canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it 
to the cross. Now, there is only one payment plan for your sin debt. There is only one payment plan for my sin debt. And nothing you or I can do figures into that plan. The Bible says in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.10 says, none is righteous, no, not one. But then in John 19 and verse 30, there are three words that effectively stamp our sin debt paid in full. In John chapter 19 and verse 30, there are three words, and these words were spoken by Jesus on the cross. You know what they are. They are the precious, precious words. It is finished. It is finished, cried Jesus from the cross. Ron Hutchcraft writes of this saying, if you were to read that three-word sentence in the original Greek, it's one word, teteleste. It's an interesting word that Jesus shouted from the cross there. In fact, some archaeologists a few years ago dug up a tax collector's office that was really intact. It still had the tax records in there and everything, and there were two stacks, and one of them had the word teteleste on the top. In other words, paid in full. These people don't owe anything more. And that's what Jesus cried from the cross. Tetelaste. It is finished. It's finished. It is paid in full. And listen, beloved, for all who trust in Christ, God accepts that payment for your sins and for mine. It is paid in full. It's the same truth we noted last week when we looked at 1 John 4.10, where we heard this, In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. This means that the death of the Lord Jesus Christ satisfied God for all sins that could ever possibly be committed. And that's what makes God's love and forgiveness such incredible gifts. By going to the cross, Jesus Christ paid the debt that we could never pay. But that's not all. Not only did his death pay our debt, remember, we were dead people. (laughs) Walking dead people. Because we had a sin debt we would never be able to pay. Not only did his death pay our debt, providing the incredible gift of forgiveness from sins, but his death, which provides the gift of forgiveness of sins, means we also are given life. That's why verse 13 says, And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. Just think of it. Ponder that. Dwell on that powerful and wonderful truth. You are dead in your sins with no hope, without God's forgiveness. 
Ephesians 2.1 reminds you that without Christ, you were dead in the trespasses and sins. And then in verse 5, Ephesians 2.5 points to why God's forgiveness is such an incredible gift that even when we were dead in our trespasses, God made us alive together with Christ by grace you have been saved. And then verse 14 in Colossians 2 says, God did this by canceling, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands, that this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. You see, for the follower of Christ, your sin debt and my sin debt has been paid in full. Your sin debt and mine was nailed to the cross and paid for by the blood of Christ. And we now have complete forgiveness, complete and total forgiveness because of Christ's finished work on the cross. I want you to note that there's something else here, though. Verse 14 makes it clear that there are legal demands for our sin. There are legal demands for our sins. Who looks forward to letters from lawyers? Anybody? <laughs> no takers? Legal demands, right? We, we quake at the thought of being held accountable, accountable to some law. Right, that we maybe didn't realize we were breaking, or maybe some law we know we're breaking. The law requires payment, but think of it. There are legal demands for our sins, and the law requires payment, but in Christ, the law is fulfilled. That's the wonderful truth we hear in Romans chapter 8 and verse 2. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ from the law of sin and death. But not only is the law fulfilled, it's done away with in Christ. Hebrews 7.12 points to this saying, For when there is a change in the priesthood, there is necessarily a change in the law as well. Praise the Lord. So all believers in the Lord Jesus Christ are now dead to the law. We were once dead in our sins. Now we're dead to the law because of Christ. Jesus Christ fulfilled the demands of the law in his life and by his death, and believers are now in Christ. Remember that incredible debt we started with? That incredible debt that we all owe that none of us could ever pay in ten lifetimes or even in an eternity? Think about what it would feel like receiving that bill, that statement of legal demands, that statement of your indebtedness and realizing you could never, ever fully pay. The law was like that statement. The law was like that statement of debt which made very clear the debt had to be paid. And that statement of debt is like, it's like an indictment against you. It's like charges filed against you in a court of law that you will be held accountable to, but Jesus took away the indictment by dying for you. You realize that? And by nailing it to the cross with Jesus himself as the nail, 
He not only paid the debt, he demolished the debt. And God's forgiveness is incredible because he didn't merely cancel it. He paid and he removed it and he destroyed it. Why? Because he loves us. Because we're special? No, I didn't say that. Because he loves us. Because we're worthwhile? I didn't say that either. And neither does God's word. Because he loved us. God's forgiveness is incredible. Your sin debt has been destroyed. My sin debt has been destroyed. If you're a child of God, your sin debt has been obliterated. Romans 8.1 says, There is therefore now, these are sweet words, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. It's as we see here in Colossians 2.14, God has canceled the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. Now, if I asked you to make a list of a few of the most incredible gifts ever, would your short list, your very short list, include God's forgiveness? It should. Just like we hear in John one twenty nine, we are forgiven our sins because the Lamb of God, Jesus, the sacrifice for our sins, He does what? He takes away. He takes them away. For all who believe, think of it, for all who believe in God's Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, we have forgiveness of sins because God took the charges and he put them on his son and he nailed his son to the cross. I so appreciate the words that Philip P. Bliss penned. He, he writes incredible words about an incredible gift. It's the gift of God's love and forgiveness in his song. These are familiar words, I know, but listen to them. Man of sorrows, what a name for the Son of God who came. Ruined sinners to reclaim. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Can you say that with me? Hallelujah. What a Savior. Bearing shame and scoffing rude, in my place condemned he stood, sealed my pardon with his blood. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Guilty, vile, and helpless we, spotless lamb of God was he. Full atonement? Can it be? Hallelujah. What a Savior. Lifted up was he to die. It is finished. To tell us day was his cry. Now in heaven, exalted high. Hallelujah. What a Savior. 
when he comes, our glorious king, all his ransomed, all his ransomed, all his ransomed people home he will bring. Then anew his song will sing. Hallelujah, what a savior. Incredible gift. Have you trusted in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Have you, have you given Him your life? Have you given Him your all? There's an incredible gift waiting for you this Christmas. And it's God's forgiveness because He loves you. Have you looked to Christ and proclaimed, Hallelujah, what a Savior. You see, there's nothing you can do about your own sin but simply believe God's Word when it says in those wonderful words we find in John 3.16 that all who believe in Jesus Christ have eternal life. All who believe in God's Son are not punished for their sins, but receive God's forgiveness, which means eternal life. Make this your best Christmas ever. If you've not trusted Christ, don't wait another day. When we bow our heads and close our eyes in a moment, you do that, and you ask God to forgive your sins, and you tell Him you believe in His Son, and you accept His gift of forgiveness. And believers... Let's remember this Christmas and every day, the incredible, incredible gift of God's forgiveness that is yours only in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.